Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So good to be back online. God is a faithful God. He always prepares his banquet and his banner over us is love. Hallelujah. Let's worship him who is worthy. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee. Neither is there any God like our God. There is none holy as the Lord. Hallelujah, Shandevala, Krasamal, Baramanda, Rock of Ages, Unchanging God, Repesi, Prapabal, Barakasta, the Father, Mandorosonte Parasante, our Father, Shepakranta, Mazente, Keliente, Masto Crudovoro. We give you praise, Hamashanda Rabakal Patarakasta, for giving Jesus mantra list of poravia, pouring out your spirit, Simotu Coprefilite Belli Jen Christia. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Palma te corocus epreli de prende. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Shaba Brandaba Prazebel Meriente. Framascoro Toborakal Perezite Kelebara. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Shapata Krasta Masal Marabaya. Oh, we worship you, Krasibala Brandala Bakasanda Kasa Prasta Makariente. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Shabra Kabakata Kalapali Kesetereppelatiya. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Shapreke de Breste Bebilete Parakasaya. Thank you, Lord, that every curse is over. Mantrapaya. Because you hung on that cross for us, Leprakasta. We refuse the curse. We refuse the lying things out there in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, symptoms. Whatever it seems to look like, we refuse it in Jesus' name. Your people are free to live. Hallelujah. The blessed life. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks for the hedge of fire around about your people and the glory within. That that's who you are, Lord. Blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you that you are faithful. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, Lord, that we're in agreement today. Shama Rakasta. And it shall be. Alaporokosto Kofaratakaya. It shall be a reality. Masokoria. Dan. Repezindo Roko Zelpetera Kestefala Jende. The midst of it all out there. In the name of Jesus. That your people are kept. That your mercy abounds. Hallelujah. Shama Dara Makadabala Dakasta. Framba Zende Rete Tepo Kosto Krufolota Kapashia. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name.
we receive from your benefits today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Rupo Sokola Parakada Kalamatakasta. Thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, you're worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We refuse every lying curse, every demonic thing out there in Jesus' name. We receive your peace, your blessing. Nothing missing, nothing broken. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. Do not fret. Do not be anxious. Do not be worried about anything. We are living in times that are fierce and wicked and all kinds of upheavals in nature also. But you don't have to worry because Jesus knew this day before time began and prepared you for victory always in every place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't be anxious about anything. Let's trust him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's uh, open up our Bibles to Isaiah, the fourth chapter. Glory to God. This is uh, specifically referring to Zion and Israel back in that time, but it does have uh, something that deals with us today since we are the heavenly Mount Zion. Notice verse 3, It shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion and he that remaineth in Jerusalem shall be called holy, even everyone that is written among the living in Jerusalem. Verse 4, when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. Some of the terms used here are also uh, like a picture and uh, uh, a type of the kind of nature of God and his spirit also, notice that he is referred to the spirit of burning in the fourth verse. Hallelujah. And therefore, it must have cleansing action and um, a very illuminating action. At the same time, uh, a power of transformation in a whole is available by the Spirit of God who lives with us and in us today. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we can read the third and fourth verses in Canada also. Praise God. You'll notice that there was a time when uh, 
some of his disciples were walking down the road uh, known as the road to Emmaus. And um, during that time, Jesus appeared to them, but they did not know who he was. And they were walking along. The Bible says there in uh, Luke, the 24th chapter, uh, from verse 13, And behold, two of them went that same day into a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And uh, they talked together of all these things which had happened. So God is interested in our conversation and what we are thinking and talking about, even when we are in fellowship with one another. Verse 15, And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. So they are in communion about these things and reasoning, thinking. And Jesus is interested in what they are talking about, like we saw uh, on Sunday about that book where these kind of conversations are noted when people that fear him, that reverence him, talk to one another. Verse 16, but their eyes were holden that they should not know him. So they did not know uh, that it was him, but today you and I can tell that that person will be around our conversations as we commune and reason along the lines of the word. Verse 17, and he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? Hallelujah. <laughs> we live in interesting times and there is a tendency to look at the circumstances. The Bible declares that the hearts of men can even fail because of fear looking at the things that are coming upon the earth, the waves and the seas roaring and all of these natural things that are all happening as a result of a closing of this age and getting ready for the next age. Hallelujah. We are preparing ourselves for the soon coming of the Lord Jesus and the church age will be over. And there's a lot of groaning going on, even all of creation itself is travailing in birth pangs for that time, for the new uh, realm of life which is going to come, uh, known as the millennium, where Jesus himself will rule, sitting on a throne in Jerusalem. But till that time, all kinds of uh, maladies are possible. Notice here he says, as you walk and are sad. So if Jesus were to come on the scene and... You're talking with one another and are sad. I'm sure he will notice. Praise God. <laughs> and he said, I want to know what kind of communications these are, what kind of speech you are having with each other. Very interesting. He's interested in the conversation. And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days. So they say uh, this is supposed to be a well-known fact that some terrible things have happened in Jerusalem. And he said unto them, what things? <laughs> Praise God. And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, 
which was a prophet mighty indeed and in word or rather and word before God and all the people so here they are classifying him as a prophet which definitely he operated in that office was anointed there also but um, you know they did not mention that he was the son of God notice they just called him a prophet mighty indeed and word before God Verse 20, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. Praise God. So definitely he was crucified and it was a well-known fact and the chief priests and rulers were behind it. Even though Rome was ruling at that time, the people behind it were the religious people of that day and they decided that he was guilty according to their law, in quote. But we trusted, 21, that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Hallelujah. Notice that the third day is mentioned. That's the day when we know he rose again. And they should have known also, but um, they did not know that scripture, the Bible says. We trusted that it had been he that should have redeemed Israel. He did not come uh, as a uh, very physical kind of king would have come with uh, all that pomp and all of that force and army, but rather he came as a humble, colt-riding person. And um, they could not receive that because they were so used to the natural idea. But here he came uh, disguised in quote as uh, a humble servant, which he was at that point serving humanity to redeem us. Amen. And he uh, goes on, Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. So they were shocked about the report from some of the company women who went early to see the tomb. And when they found not his body, they came saying, that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. So these are very uh, interesting uh, communications. They are very spectacular things they're talking about, that his body is not there anymore, and um, you know, there were angels there, and that he's alive, and all that. Verse 24, And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher, and found it even so as the women had said. But they saw him not. But him they saw not. They didn't see him. Hallelujah. So a lot of witnesses are reporting that from their own company. 25th, then he said unto them, O fools. There you go. That sounds like him, praise God, coming in on the scene with clarity. O fools and slow of heart to believe. Praise God. We need to be uh, quick to see some things also. Praise God. May God help us. Slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Hallelujah. Praise God. Very interesting. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? He asked them a question. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning, 27 continues, at Moses and all the prophets, 
he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Hallelujah. So he takes them through a journey from uh, Moses, the beginning of the Old Testament, then all the prophets, and showed them who he was in the scripture. And 28, and they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. So he also does things as though he's acting, you know, let me do as if I'm going further. He's an interesting person. But they constrained him, and they they put some force on him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he just needs a little bit of persuasion, that's all. And he went in to tarry with them. Hallelujah. Amen. He's um, easily persuaded if you are if you are willing to fellowship with him and reason with him along the scripture. Verse 30. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake it. Hallelujah. And gave to them. Hallelujah. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. So you can see the communion time there. Actually having communion with him after resurrection. And they still uh, don't really know who it is. And their eyes were opened just after communion. And their eyes were opened. So this is how powerful communion and the breaking of bread around Jesus can be. Eyes opened. Hallelujah. And they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. Hallelujah. And see, once they knew who he was, he left them, in quote, in the physical, and just they had to know him in the spirit. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you can see here that um, that spirit of burning will take over and start to manifest inside in the deep recesses of our thoughts and imaginations. A burning will take place when the Lord is speaking that should bear witness with those who are familiar with him. And um, that is the key thing, that when the scriptures are opened... The Spirit of God will begin to bear witness by this kind of burning, you see. Even though there was a burning, they're still alive. So it's not a physical damaging kind of fire, but it's another kind of fire that comes from the Spirit and bears witness with our uh, born-again nature, in quote, right now. That time they were not yet saved, but... There was a burning, there was a bearing of witness, there was an incisive cutting inside and uh, telling them something clear about the scriptures and the Lord Jesus. And burning away the dross, the unbelief, the doubt and the fear so that a place of dominion and peace could come to them. And eventually through the breaking of bread, they knew who he was, in quote, and he vanished out of their sight. Hallelujah. We have a few pointers in here that we can still uh, believe God and uh, respond to in this day and hour. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can uh, pick up a line or two uh, also in Canada. Luke 
the 24th chapter. Let's read from verse 28 onwards to um, 31. ಆತನು ಆಗ ಅವರ ಕಣ್ಣುಗಳು ತೆರೆಯಲ್ಪಟ್ಟದ್ದರಿಂದ ಅವರು ಆತನ ಗುರುತು ಹಿಡಿದರು ಆತನು ಅವರ ದೃಷ್ಟಿಗೆ ಅದೃಶ್ಯನಾದನು as he sat at meat with them he took bread blessed it break and gave to them and their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight praise god and then they said to one another did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures so here we are seeing jesus has already left them in quote, out of the physical sight, but is there with them in the spirit. However, they can tell that one sign they had was that their heart burned within them while he opened the scripture to them. Hallelujah. And I believe that today this will be our main sign that we need to uh, follow and listen on the inside, watch what's going on on the inside when the scriptures are being opened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's hear 30 also to 32 in Kannada. Idada mele atanu avarondige utakke kutukondiralu rutti ennu tegidu kondu ashirvadisi muridu avarige kottanu. Aga avara kandugalu tereyal pattadarinda avaru atana gurutu gididaru. Atanu avara drushtige adrushyanadanu. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we have all of these interesting thoughts that we need to start seeing. That there is a God who is invisible. His name is Jesus right now. And when you contact his spirit and you get in touch with his word and his spirit begins to work with that word in your presence while you're listening your eyes can be enlightened your heart can burn and you will know that he's the one that is talking to you praise god hallelujah and therefore we are not all the time looking just for external things but there's a deep work of the spirit of burning, so to speak, that is happening on the inside of us. And he has left us a witness in the scripture that he is the spirit of burning and that that is him doing his work in us. Hallelujah. So watch out for this internal work that's going on, a cleansing, an unveiling, a revelation of who he is as the scriptures are being opened to us. Hallelujah. Unveil to us, you know, 
divided and open to our mind, to our understanding. Hallelujah. So uh, time spent in the word, in fellowship with the word and with the believer around the things of God are never wasted. Jesus himself is very personally interested in those communications and those meetings and gatherings and he will come and observe and listen attentively to whatever is going on and will bear witness with his word and his truth and unveil himself to our understanding. Glory to God. And the Bible continues that uh, they began to get excited that he had come to them. And in 35 they said, They told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in the breaking of bread. So the breaking of bread is a key focal point here. And it must be done in that spirit, in that reverence. And so it can become just a tradition. It can be just a, you know, a thing that is done, added on to, at the end of the service or whatever. But that is not the intent. Hallelujah. It is meant to be a time of knowing, a time of deep uh, communion and revelation of the Lord, a time of remembrance and uh, where our mind is being called to remembrance. And you can know that he's the one who you're dealing with in that time. Praise God. Hallelujah. In fact, after they mentioned that, the Bible says, As they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And he himself begins to tell them, in 38, why are you troubled and why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Hallelujah. And he begins to show them physically his hands and feet. He said, touch me and all of that. But notice that today he is not here physically to say, touch me, handle me. Because it's like 2,000 years ago and we are believers. He may be appearing to others, maybe more to unbelievers along these lines and if he give, grants you a special uh, appearance thank God for it but um, his message is the same why are you troubled why are you worried why are you anxious why are you perturbed agitated why are you bothered you know why are you distressed why are you perplexed these kind of words don't be troubled Amen. Why are you troubled? Don't let these thoughts begin to dominate you. Whatever is going on out there and you seem to be alone, you seem to be a minority, you seem to be a strange group. He says, don't be troubled. Why are you troubled? This is what Jesus is going to ask again and again. Why are you troubled? Why are you worried? Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear Verse um, 37 and 38 also in Kannada. Adare avaru vidilu vidu bayeridavaragi tavu kandadu bhutavindu bhavisidaru. Adare atanu avarige yake nivu kadavadagullu thiri nimma hudayagadalli alochanegalu uttuvadu yake. Praise God. So he, he just has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. 
very interested in what you are saying, what you are thinking, uh, whether you are troubled, what kind of thoughts are rising inside you. All of that is very, uh, very, very specific to the Lord. He wants to know why are you worried, what are you troubled about, what is agitating you. Hallelujah. You can remember what he paid for. You can call to remembrance his sworn promise to you. Praise God. You can go consider the word again and let that spirit of burning deal with you inside. Hallelujah. And uh, that's really uh, how we deal with things. And um, let's just continue in that attitude. There is this uh, true story which was uh, known as the prayer from hell or you know you can use various titles but where Jesus describes a person called Lazarus who was a beggar who sat at a gate uh, but not you know necessarily the gate called beautiful but it was a beautiful gate uh, however he was just eating scraps from a rich man who lived in the house there who owned that gate and both of them died and one uh, died and went to hell, not saying that rich people go to hell, but um, you know this particular one went to hell. However, this Lazarus person in Luke 16 um, ends up in Abraham's bosom. Praise God. And uh, there's a conversation in hell between Father Abraham and this rich person and uh, all of that. How, however, you can see the focus of it all was turned towards the word of God rather than any physical appearance. In Luke 16, notice he said uh, in verse 30, And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. You see, this man had um, some people in the family. He said, I have five brethren in verse 28 that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. So he's asking Father Abraham to send Lazarus back from the dead, you know, back to them as a witness, that, hey, I went to, I went to the dead, and, I, you know, I'm back from there, and I met your brother, and I have a message for you from my brother that you should repent. And you should turn your minds to the Lord and think the way He thinks because hell is real and He doesn't want you to go there and it's hot and it's tormenting and the, the fire will burn and hurt you and you will feel it all and He doesn't want you to go to that place of torment. Hallelujah. So uh, it sounds good. It sounds uh, like a good desire that he doesn't want them to go there and join him there in fellowship in hell. Even those who are in hell don't want you to fellowship with them. Isn't that interesting? They prefer you going to heaven because they have feelings for the family. Praise God. Very interesting. And, uh, you know, some people, they, they have, a, say, a virus and they want others to catch it. So they give it to them and, you know, make sure they get AIDS or whatever. That's not really uh, sober. When you get to hell, you become sober. It looks like that. <laughs> Things become clear. <laughs> and if you are in hell, you will think about your brothers and those that are familiar to you and say, I don't want you to come to this place of torment. Hallelujah. 
Let's hear Luke 16, 28 also in Kannada. That reality was burning into him. You know, a real fire was burning him. Uh, he could feel it with his soul. He could feel it in that place of the dead, that condemned place where there is a fire that is never quenched, where the worm does not die. It's a real place that Jesus prepared for the devil and his crew. And we are supposed to be comforted and enjoying God's benefits. Praise God. But uh, if they want to, they can go there. You know, that is up to the individual. And so he says in 27, I pray thee, therefore... Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. It's a real place of torment, suffering, all manner of suffering. Hallelujah. Hmm. It's not a place that we aspire to go to. Amen. Then Abraham, Father Abraham, said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. They will change their thinking. They will start to think properly. They will reconsider their life. They will think more real about their life in line with God. And he said unto them in verse 31, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. That's an interesting statement. That if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Hallelujah. So this uh, inclination, this desire to hear Moses and the prophets, it's a very powerful and a holy thing that will persuade us of the reality of these unseen things that Jesus is Lord, that hell is real, that heaven is real. Or else even if someone were to come back from the dead and say, I went to hell, I went to heaven, people may not even believe that. They may say that he was just deluded, he was having a near-death experience and, you know, he was just caught up in some imaginations and all the rest. And God knows that and, in fact, Abraham knew that and Jesus knows that and Jesus brings that out here. And he's telling us that the most powerful thing you and I have to reference heaven and hell and the reality of the spirit realm is the Word of God. Hallelujah. And um, our persuasion of it is what is going to change our, the, our lifestyle and our thinking and the way we carry ourselves here. And uh, there is a natural constraint of the flesh and the natural senses that will try to uh, make us think differently and make us agree with uh, natural thinking and become like mere men. But we should not forget that this is where our real origins and our real essence, who we are, 
and our new birth experience that we are born from above, our citizenship, our future, our hope. The reality of all this comes from the Word of God, from the prophets, the Psalms, and the, the New Covenant writings, all the way into what the disciples have given to us. This is what heaven is relying on more than anything else. Hallelujah. And we need to begin to see it that way. And each time we're studying and thinking about and fellowshipping around these things, uh, our hope is becoming more real. Our true origins, our spirit reality is becoming more real. Hallelujah. So let's not take it lightly. Do not be fooled by this world and uh, all of the things that are out there trying to make you sad, disheartened, hopeless, and uh, so forth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can read um, from 28 to 31 also in Canada. Nanage Aidumandi Savodara Riddare, Avaru Sahai Yataneas Tadake Barada Hage, Ivanu Avarige Sakshi Kodali and the Adakke Abrahamanu Avanige, Avarige Mosheu Pravadi Guru Iddare, Avaru Hedidanu Avaru Kedali and Aga Avanu, Hagala, Tande Yada Abrahamane, Sattavaru Laginda Ubanu Avara Badige Vodare Avaru Manasantara Paduvaru and Adare Avanu, Avaru Mosheu Matu Pravadi Guru Hedidanu Kedade Vodare Sattavaru Laginda Ubanu Yedaru Avaru Ukuvadilla Indu Avanige Hedidanu. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's turn in our Bibles again now, this time to Philippians chapter 1, and uh, observe some things there. He's talking to the church, the Philippian congregation. He says in verse 19, For I know this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also, Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Hallelujah. So here we have Paul talking about some things that are his core values. This is what uh, this ex-murderer and destroyer of the church has now come to terms that he can see clearly and this is what he lives for. He has an earnest expectation, a clear hope. This is his expectation. This is what he is looking forward to intensely. This is what he lives for. He says, if I live, this is what I live for. If I die, this is what I die for. This is now his whole life. Praise God. And so, a very interesting thing there. He says in verse 19, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Spirit of Jesus Christ. Very interesting. He is the Holy Spirit. He is uh, the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. But He's also the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And the, you can tell that there are different types of ways that he's referred to, and each one is there by purpose, uh, on purpose. God wrote it that way. 
you know, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the spirit of the Father, all of these varieties of names. And here it's called the spirit of burning. Uh, and now we see him as the spirit of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not just the spirit of Christ, but the spirit of Jesus Christ. So there must be something, as we have probably talked about before, if you remember, when you see Jesus mentioned before Christ, it means something. And if you see Christ mentioned before Jesus, it means something else. So the spirit of Jesus Christ is talking about the humanity of Jesus, the how natural, in quote, he was, and then he was the anointed one and his anointing. So in this kind of situation, you have uh, the ability to think that, okay, Jesus had a natural part of himself to deal with also, and that part will be emphasized in our lives uh, through this kind of prayer, this kind of thinking. You know, we are not just spirits, but uh, though we are spirit beings, we have a soul and we live in the body. We're not just one part. We are actually a spirit being, but we are carrying a natural body with active five senses that seize uh, control of us now and then and move us in certain directions. And Jesus also had a body that could be tempted, that could be tested in all points like we are. And he relied on the, the Spirit of God he said the works that he did were by the Spirit of God. And he, uh, after he was anointed with the Spirit, that's when he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil and so on and so forth. Meaning that he did things, obeyed God and so forth by yielding to the Spirit of God. And it is that same Spirit who helped the humanity of Jesus that will also help us in our human condition. Uh, so to speak, while we live down here, there are humanity-based challenges we go through, you know, because the, these earthen vessels, we have uh, uh, challenges to deal with. But thank God we can upgrade the value of that vessel and make it honorable and make it glorious, a golden vessel or, uh, you know, a vessel of greater value. And uh, thank God that we can as we yield to the supply of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So there is a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ that helped Jesus to enjoy uh, the Holy Spirit's impartation and supply so that he could live beyond just the natural realm and live uh, the way heaven wanted him to live. Amen. And so Paul is calling on that saying, I know. I know that in spite of everything that I'm going through, uh, people preaching all kinds of stuff, teaching and hurting him, he says he can rejoice, praise God, because all of these things will turn around to his salvation, his deliverance through the prayer of the saints and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So there is a... A combination that we can enjoy when prayers are offered uh, for the church and for uh, those that are in the ministry. There is a supply. There is a flow that takes place where the spirit of Jesus Christ that helps you with your humanity to live above 
just the mere uh, man's thinking and just being like an animal out there, that supply of the Spirit can raise you up uh, and make Jesus so real to you. Hallelujah. So that the incarnate Jesus Christ, not just the Word, but the Word becoming flesh in our lives, hallelujah, can actually happen. It's not just, I know this, I studied that, I have this info, blah, blah, blah. But this is by the breath of the Spirit of God, a.k.a. the Spirit of burning, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Actually, we can enjoy an incarnate or Christ in the flesh experience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. A lot of words have been spoken, but let's see if we can read Philippians 1, uh, let's see 18 and 19. First of all, in Canada. Hey, Gadare no, Yava Rethin Dadaru under a Kapatadin Dagali, Lave Satyadin Dagali, Kristan and no Prasidi Padisuadundu, Hidakan Anu Santoshi Sutene Haudu, Mundeo Santoshi Suveno Nima Pratane Indalu, Yesu Kristana Atmana Sahaya Dindalu, Idunana Rakshanege, Parina Misuadendu, Nanu Baleno. Glory to God. And so notice here that the Spirit of Jesus Christ and that supply will do certain things for a person who is expecting something. He works with that expectation. Verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. So here he has this thought pattern, this expectation that he has understood from his dealings with the Lord Jesus. And he's expecting that the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ through prayer, through uh, the corporate prayer, that those expectations will come to pass. Hallelujah. That he will not be put to shame. In nothing will he be ashamed. Praise God. Isn't that interesting? So let's begin to uh, look at Jesus asking a question. You know, why are you so sad? Why are you disturbed? Why do these kind of thoughts arise in your heart? They are not supposed to arise in your heart. You're supposed to put them down. Don't allow those thoughts to rise up. Though they're coming, don't be moved by them. Don't let them be elevated in you to a place where your hope, your expectation is cancelled. Amen? The Spirit of God will bear witness with you as you study the scriptures and give you an expectation. Give you a hope, give you a reality which uh, sounds weird to others, but to us it is so real. <laughs> Praise God. Heaven is real. Hell is real. And heaven manifesting on the earth in your lives is real. Hallelujah. And he said, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, in nothing I shall be ashamed. Hallelujah. So this role in quote, this aspect of the working of the Spirit of God, here referred to as the Spirit of Jesus Christ, will make the experience of Jesus being so real to you in your natural life that you cannot be put to shame, that your expectation is received. Hallelujah. So there is this aspect to which we are going to have to open ourselves. Praise God. And uh, I am believing that you will not be put to shame in anything. Hallelujah. And we are praying, we are 
I believe you're also praying. You're praying for us similarly, working uh, with the word, with these thoughts, so that we can see that we are not put to shame even in these last days. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can read um, Philippians 1, 19 and 20 in Canada. If we read it before, let's read it once more. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For we have to enjoy this whole working here of Christ magnified. Magnified, magnified, magnified. Hallelujah. To make him mighty, to make him bigger in our bodies. Praise God. Uh, and that that is going to be uh, our target. That should be our expectation. Christ magnified. Christ made so big in us, made so great in us. Hallelujah. And the spirit of Jesus Christ, notice, is going to make that real. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we can imagine that we don't just have, uh, you know, some understanding of the Word of God and some revelation of the Word of God and, you know, details and all that, but we have a living, actual, incarnate Jesus living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Jesus the Christ. Ha <laughs> ha. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Let's go to a similar thought again in the book of Acts, Acts the 16th chapter, hallelujah, notice there from verse 6, it says, now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysia, they assayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Praise God. The Spirit suffered them not. So we have all of these interesting ways of saying the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and uh, how the Spirit suffered them not. But then here he says the Spirit, the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. You can see that there are consciously uh, given terms and titles so that we will understand there's a particular aspect of Jesus that has to be unveiled by the Spirit of God. Amen? And let's begin to respond to that. Praise God more and more. Let's see if we can consider Acts 16, verse 6 and 7 also. Praise God. I am believing that there is something the Spirit of God is doing just before the time we went on this fast and all that. He's trying to bring us to a place where we can cooperate with Him more and receive further benefits of that truth that He's living in us and with us and respond to that. Amen. So, uh, just happening to see that these things are coming to us uh, to the forefront of our thinking. 
Praise God that Jesus yielded to all of these various aspects of the Spirit of God and he's our example and our eldest brother and we follow him. Amen. Praise God. Galatians, the fourth chapter says also, notice verse 4, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. So there you have a very, in quote, natural type of aspect of Jesus. This is how he was made of a woman. He came uh, into being through the womb of a woman, just like any of us. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Notice here that he came to pay a price for us, so that we could be free from these uh, things that were standing against us, all of these legal documents standing against us, that we might receive the spirit of adoption of sons. Hallelujah. And continuing in verse 6, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So there is this aspect that Jesus wants us to receive where you are, you know, not just a slave and not just shivering in fear, uh, you know, of God, but that you are actually a son who is free to call on the Father. Amen? There is the, the fear of the Lord, yes, but it is not the fear of, you know, just natural things but a respect and a reverence for a healthy father-son relationship. That this is my father. This is my father and he deserves all the respect. He deserves all the honor. And still, you are free, not under some bondage, you know, to uh, begin to become so scared. No, but uh, you are a son enjoying that freedom, you know, in your father's house. This is my father. There's nothing to fear here. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's see if we can hear that also. Notice we are relying on the scripture to uh, help us see the spirit of God working these things in our lives. Amen. Galatians 4, verse 4, and uh, let's go all the way to verse 6 also. Hallelujah. So these scriptures here are going to convey to us by the help of the Holy Spirit the fact that I'm enjoying my father. I'm enjoying my father's relationship with me and uh, the spirit of his son. Praise God. Notice here it's called spirit of his son. Another time it's called the spirit of Jesus Christ. Here it is the spirit of the son. So that thing that is essential that element that is essential in enjoying a son's relationship with the father will be communicated to us by the spirit on the inside of us. Amen. So that, that aspect of the son in the father's love with reverence, 
but at the same time freedom, knowing that this is my Father who cares for me dearly, whom I can trust implicitly, completely, is the one that I am dealing with, and he's my Abba Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. So various aspects like that uh, will come to us from the Scripture. The Scripture and the Spirit of God will begin to work together and produce reality and a burning and a conviction and a fire on the inside of us to enjoy that place, you know, that has been written about for us. Even though we were born, uh, in quote, so naturally like everybody else, the enjoyment that Jesus had while being born into this world, born of a woman, living under those, in quote, laws and constraints of that time, he enjoyed the sonship that he could say, my father and I are one. (laughs) Praise God. And people will be baffled, you know. And uh, all that I'm doing is not by myself, but what I see and I hear my father uh, doing and saying, that is what I'm doing. To look away and say that I'm receiving all this from a greater authority who is my father, not with fear, but with that confidence that he's there for me, he is instructing me, he's guiding me, he's showing me things that this is the way I should go in and walk in it and enjoy the benefit of it, is also available to us by the Spirit of the Son, the Spirit of Jesus Christ living in us. And we can tap into those various aspects of the Spirit of God in us and enjoy that. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, you know, we are relying on the Spirit of God, but we are also relying on the Word of God. It's no point just living here and going out of here, finally going to heaven, just living like everybody else. Praise God. There is nothing special about that. But to enjoy that place that Jesus enjoyed is what he gave us his spirit for. So that we can truly have his life. That we are not put to shame in anything. That our expectations which are lit up by the word of God, our hope, our future, lit up clearly, seen, understood, becomes a reality as we yield to the workings of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I know it sounds a little bit uh, deep, but hey, we're here for deep. Praise God. We're not just here for superficial. We're here for deep. Amen? We're not just mere people like everybody else. We are wanting to enjoy what Jesus has for us today, even in the last days. Amen. Even if it looks like it is late, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Every day we have, let us tap into him more and more. Amen. Praise God. Let's see if we can hear this in Canada. I don't think we have read it yet. We have. All right. Praise God. All right. Let's go on then to another scripture, similar kind of scripture. Romans chapter 8. Glory to God. Observe there from... uh, Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. So we can be led by the Spirit of God. And that's the privilege of the sons of God. Praise God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So it is not a spirit of fear in that way, but it is a spirit of reverence and freedom, hallelujah, 
where we are now crying, my father, my father. And we are receiving instructions from the perfect son, the perfect father, the perfect father-son relationship conveyed to us by the perfect Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Who, they, they have this interesting cooperation by which they, you know, submit to each other and at the same time they're equal. It's amazing, you know, it blows your mind. Uh, it, it goes against all natural thinking that you and your Father are equal, you and the Holy Spirit are equal, but yet you submit to your Father and the Holy Spirit doesn't speak about Himself. He, instead, He speaks about Jesus. Meanwhile, He's the power of creation. All of these things, you can see, uh, makes it a very interesting relationship. Hallelujah. And we who are now being brought into that thinking that we are equal, but we are not communists, and we yield to each other, hallelujah, and we have this divine liberty as sons, but we have a dependence on God and a reverence for each other. It's very interesting. How do you handle all that? We're learning. Praise God. We're learning from the Father, from the Son, from the precious Holy Spirit, how they worked with each other. Amen? And uh, thank God we can learn it before we go back. <laughs> Amen. It looks like you have a few days, but it doesn't matter. We are learning. Amen. We're learning how they did it. So we are not in fear like that, that, you know, we're going to have an accident or your bones are going to be broken or, you know, whole thunder and lightning will strike you or floods will just come and take you away or nothing like that. That's not our, our in quote, fear. We are free, but we respect our Father. We honor Him. We revere Him. Hallelujah. So we are not in bondage to fear. Oh, glory to God. In any form at all, but we are from the Spirit of God, from the Word of God, from deep within us, in reverence, we are handling God and this family in which we live. The Spirit Himself, verse 16 continues, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Can you hear that Spirit bearing witness with you that you are? A true child of God. You are a true son of your father. Amen. You are not some stranger. Hallelujah. The spirit of adoption there means that the first son had certain rights. And Israel was the first in quote. And they had it. And they still do. But right now we are the ones that are chosen. This is our time. Hallelujah. And we are his son. Praise God. And sons. And the Spirit of God is going to bear witness with us that we are freely, truly sons. <laughs> Woo! And after we leave, Israel's time will start again. And they will be dealt with like that in a manner that the world will be shocked that he has always loved Israel. It will become clear to them beyond a shadow of doubt because he will fight for Israel. And everybody will know that you don't mess with Israel. Hallelujah. But at this point, we are, um, you know, encouraged to re realize that we are the sons. We have gone through that special ceremony and we are sons. We are not serving him because of bondage to any fear. But we are free as sons to love him and yield and 
commune with him and enjoy the place that we have and serve him out of that. That respect and that love and true reverence that, wow, I'm actually a son of God right now. (laughs) Praise God. And the place that Jesus enjoyed, I can actually enjoy with this father because he's not partial. He's not a respect of persons. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? He's not partial. That he wants every one of us to enjoy that place that Jesus enjoyed. So, he breathed into us that vital person who was inside Jesus. That made him enjoy that place into us also. And said, I'm giving you my same spirit. Not some other. The same spirit. That worked in my son so that you enjoy that sonship. Hallelujah. That it is real. The same uh, expectations and provisions and comfort he had, you also can enjoy that. Whoa, glory to God. I love it. I love it. Amen. That delicate life, that power that made him him, he's also imparting to us. And saying, you can have it too. You can enjoy that. Take it. You are sons. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the understanding. Hallelujah. Thank you for the bearing of the witness that we are children of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Imagine someone saying, I'm, I'm leaving the earth, but now I'm going to give you what made me, me. <laughs> Take it. Whoa, glory to God. All that made him who he was, he has given to us. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. And uh, you are lifted to another level, another plane of life. Because these things are true. And you and I can enjoy that place of true sonship. Hallelujah. Who are free in their father's love to do the right thing. Amen. Because they reverence the father. The same father. Our father that Jesus had. Praise God. It's uh, monumental. It changes things. Praise God. And you will not be put to shame in any area. Because these expectations are genuine. They are real. Hallelujah. And they are worthy of expecting. Amen. Let's hear if we can see Romans 8, 14 to 16 also in Canada. Now, they were a Makkalagi Devendu, Atmanutane, Nama, Atmadundige, Sakshi, Hirutane. Praise the Lord. So you can see here that uh, this fair God, this perfectly 100% fair, just God, that has zero injustice in Him, wants all of us to enjoy that place. Because we are His sons. Staggers the mind. Whatever Jesus enjoyed, I want you to enjoy that also. You're my sons. Whether you're male or female, you're my sons. I want you to experience all that he experienced. 
while he walked down here. Live like he lived. Follow him. Be an imitator. Can you imagine that, that that's actually possible? <laughs> Praise God. Because the spirit has been given. The same spirit. The spirit of the son. The spirit that made him do whatever he did. While he was in a natural body. In quote. Praise God. And he defeated our enemy. Who would stand against us. Made him without any power. Without any authority. To be trampled under our feet. So the only thing we have to deal with basically is this uh, nature, unregenerate nature, flesh nature that we have ideas from it coming to us constantly. They come influenced by the world system. The ideas keep coming to us and make us feel as though we are like everybody else. And that's all we are. Yes, we are like everybody else, but that's not all that we are. We are sons. Hallelujah. And so our contact with these thoughts and our dealing with these thoughts by the power of the word and the spirit is what makes us rejoice and not be worried, not be anxious, not be fearful, but very sure that our expectation is going to come to pass. Very sure that what we have imagined and trusted God for, we will not be put to shame in any area. Hallelujah. And we have to just... Uh, receive it and uh, re- let the Spirit of God bear witness with us and burn within us the revelation. Burn within us the reality of these things. Hallelujah. And that is what prepares us to deal what, with whatever else is coming. Notice verse 16 said, have we read any of these verses? Yeah. Verse 16 says, the Spirit himself, it should be, King James said it there, The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So if you're listening to the Spirit of God, it should bring that family thought to you. That this is your father. This is the spirit of that family working in us. And if children, notice that the conviction coming there. If you are convinced of this, then you are heirs. That is what makes you sure that you're an heir. You have an inheritance. Heirs of God. You have an expectation in God. And joint heirs with Christ. Whatever he has, you have. You see, all of this comes that way and makes you so convinced that if Jesus has it, then I can have it. That I'm an heir. And that's what prepares you to suffer. Notice, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may, also, we may be also glorified together. In this world, there is trouble, there is suffering, there is tribulation, there is all kinds of pressures. But this conviction of its reality that I am truly a child, I am truly a son of God, and an heir of God, and a joint heir with Jesus, I have joint seating with Him, joint heirship with Him, is what makes you not be moved by the sufferings. By the challenges that every person that is born into this world is going through. But your case is different because you know who you are. And you are convinced more and more by the working of the Spirit, various aspects of the Spirit and the Word of God, that powerful combination working in you today that you are ready to say, none of these things move me. 
I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I see. I know who I am. I know where I come from. I know where I'm going. Christ is going to be magnified in me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 18 continues, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. He said, you will, if you get a hold of this, you will realize that these things are not even worthy to be put on the same scale with the glory that shall be revealed in you. Wow, it's not worthy. It's like dust on the scales. <sighs> Nothing compared to the weight and the glory which is going to be revealed in us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The manifestation of that reality. The manifestation that you are a son of God. The expectation. The reality of it is so much bigger than anything you're going through or anything that is coming down the line. Amen. And so, praise God. You and I can rejoice with Paul and say, (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. I can rejoice again. And I can rejoice always. Thank you, Lord. Because I'm convinced and I'm enjoying this enjoyable place that the Spirit has given to me and unveiled to me in the Word of God that I am truly son of my Father. If you are the son of your Father, if you are sure about it, these things will not move you. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so we are. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can hear... Uh, a few of these verses, 16 all the way through 18, also in Canada. Now, they were a Makkalagi, they went to Atmanutane, Nama, Atmadandige, Sakshi, Hirutane, Makkalagi, Dere, Badjaragi, Dewe, Deverige, Badjaru, Krista Nandige, Saha Badjaru, Atanandige, Shrami, and Nanubavisuva Dadare, Uttagi, Navu, Saha Mahime, and Nubunduvu. Namali Pratekshawagaliruva Mahimeyundige Igina Kala Dashramegadanu Holy Suvadu Yogya Vallavendu Nanu Yani Suttene. Glory to God. <laughs> wow. I thank God for Apostle Paul who who wrote all of these things, whom God used to bring it to us. Amen. Wow, what a tender, affectionate place that we are being shown and led to. In the ninth chapter, which comes after chapter 8 in Romans there, you will see some things written there about the kind of person he was and his natural feeling towards his people, the Jews. He made some statements there that are really strong. Uh, I don't even want to go there yet, but verse 4 says, Who are Israelites? To whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenant. Notice the adoption pertains to them as sons first. And then the adoption comes to us as sons first in our dispensation. See, we are called sons in our dispensation. They are called sons in their dispensation. But this whole idea was first unveiled to them. Not to just keep it for themselves, but to go tell the others about this God. But that, they kept it within just legalities and did not tell them, Listen, there is a God of mercy who wants you in his house. But they just said, you have to obey this, you have to obey this, you have to obey this, which nobody can obey. Instead of saying, this is to show you that God loves you, 
that he, you cannot meet his standard by yourself, that you need mercy, you need to trust a sacrifice who will pay for you, you need to trust his mercy, and he's rich in mercy, he's the father of mercies, and he has mercy for every single person on the planet to bring them to himself, to his house, to make them his own. But they didn't do that, they just preached laws and made it all a law, but never told them the way of salvation. Which is, look away from all that and say, okay, I'll never make it on my own, but I'm looking to your mercy. And that's where Jesus comes in. Hallelujah. Pertained the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. All of these things came to them. We were supposed to learn it from them. But how many of you learned from them, really? Not really. <laughs> They just locked themselves and separated themselves and made themselves exclusive and everybody was like, oh, whoa, don't even go near them. They are just a different type of people. They became religious like every other person. Hallelujah. Jesus, however, who was a Jew himself, came to us and was conscious that we are his and came to us and set things up that while we were talking, he came to us and said, I love you. While we were down in the dumps, he appeared to us and spoke to our hearts and said, I'm there for you. Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Accept me. Learn from me. You will find rest for your souls. Didn't he do that to you? Yes, he came to you. Maybe another kind of Jew did not come. But Jesus, who was a Jew, came. Hallelujah. Hallelujah who's originally a Jew, you cannot forget that. He was manifested like that, as a Jew. The covenants were to the Jews, and he came as a Jew. The promises, the adoption, everything, the glory was all to the Jew, and he came as that Jew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The messenger of the covenant came. The only thing is he came in the spirit, and he used his own body, his people. But he's the one who spoke to your heart and burned inside. And said, I am the one. Listen. Amen. And you are convinced. And you called upon his name. And the promises became real to you. Verse 5. Whose are the fathers and of whom concerning the flesh Christ came. Who is over all and God blessed forever. Amen. He came as that Jew. In the flesh. (laughs) Not as though the word of God had not or taken none effect. Notice the reference back to the word. Not as though the word of God had taken none effect. For they are not all Israel which are Israel. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all the children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. This is the reality of what we seem to be looking at on you know the past Sunday also. That. There were all these tribes. There were all these different uh, nationalities. You know, the, the Syrophoenician woman uh, was a Greek. The other one, the Samarian, was, was a Samaritan. But they are the ones who, uh, you know, showed to us his desire for all. Through their experience and encounter with Jesus, we understand. Faith separates you Beyond natural 
uh, hindrances and barriers. It takes you out of the natural family of humanity and brings you into God's family. Not anything that you have in your natural self, but your faith, your trust that He's bigger than all of that transcends everything and brings you into the Father's own family. Hallelujah. And uh, it's hard to say these things because we are so covered by such. Your nationality, your color, your height, your upbringing, your birth, your village, etc. Jesus came in that kind of form also, in a village, in a town, and was born of of a woman, a virgin, and had a natural lineage also. And he transcended all that and he looks for one thing. Faith, do you believe who I am? Do you believe what I've done for you? Can you trust me? And that lifts you up out of the natural and makes heaven's citizenship and the heavenly family yours. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 9. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I'm reading now from Matthew 3rd. Something very interesting. (laughs) Verse 9 of Matthew 3. Think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. If If he is simply looking for natural birth, he says he can make stones into children of Abraham. This was, you know, coming out of John the Baptist's mouth. He said, this is not what he's looking for. He's not looking for natural birth. He's looking for people who will believe him. And that will transcend every nationality and every family barrier and background, wherever you came from. If you can trust his love, if you can trust his promise, you are instantly raised to the sonship, the heir of all things. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let's go back if we can. Let's hear this also, Matthew 3, 9 in Canada. Amen. So he was saying, as we read in Romans 8, not Israel is Israel. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Verse 6 of Romans 9. For they are, they are not all Israel which are of Israel. What a statement. They are not all Israel which are of Israel. So not every natural Jew is the chosen people. That's what he's saying. Neither, verse 7, because they are the seed of Abraham, are they all children. Just because you're born from Abraham's family does not make you special. But he says, in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Not in Ishmael. Hallelujah. Not in the various sons. Even though there were 12 tribes, not all of them were born from just the wives. Some were born from the servants. In the 12 tribes. Isn't that interesting? But they were all chosen as the 12. Why? Because they believed God. See that? that? That currency is the same all the time. If you believe, you are lifted up beyond natural uh, heritage and you are brought into the family of God. You are His chosen people. So it's not natural birth. Not at all. 
Let us drop that from our thinking. Verse 8. That is they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Hallelujah. We have some minutes. Verse 9. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. Praise God. Amen. Of course he was impatient. He wanted a son yesterday. So he did his own stuff and you know he got you you can get things in the natural. But you know praise God there is a thrill uh, when you go by the promise because you know what God planned is what's going to come to pass. Amen. You know you can get things through the natural but there's something about what God had foreknown and foreseen and planned for you, you tapped into it and enjoyed it. Isn't that a blessing? Amen. Hallelujah. And not only this, but when Rebecca also, notice he's moving to the next generation now, Isaac's wife now, also had conceived by one, even our father Isaac. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works, but of him that calleth, it was said to her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that shows mercy. In other words, it was not our strength. It was our trusting in his mercy. (laughs) That mercy, he will have mercy on whom he wants to have mercy. If he wants to have mercy on Michael, he will have mercy on Michael. If he wants to have mercy on Brother Anup, he will have mercy on Brother Anup. If he wants to have mercy on Brother Joji, he will have mercy on Brother Joji. If he wants to have mercy on Sister Chitra, he will have mercy on Sister Chitra and whoever else. If you will trust his mercy rather than your your strength, rather than your ability, all that falls away. And he says, can you trust that I am a God of mercy who will meet you in spite of your failure? I will be there to show you mercy again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And you will not be put to shame because I have sworn in my mercy. I'm rich in mercy. And I will break through every background and natural thing and make sure you are an heir of God. And everything my son Jesus could get, you jointly get with him. Whoa! And your expectation will not be cut off. Hallelujah. Can you see that thread of thinking? What was it? Did he hate those people? God cannot hate anybody. He hates their attitude. He hates their actions. God hates unbelief. God hates sin. But he loves the sinner. It's not the people. Praise God. So when he says Esau and Jacob, he's talking about the fact that Esau will not be persuaded. Esau would not be persuaded. But thank God, Jacob was persuaded. Even though he was the con man, Eventually, he came in contact with the mercy of God. And God knew that. That this con man, this cheat, who is 
grabbing his brother's uh, leg from the womb is going to turn around and serve me and going to trust my mercy. But the other guy will not, and I know that. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let's look at one more verse and then we will see what we can do. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. Impossible. Impossible. All your fleshly work cannot please Him. It has to be by faith. You have to trust His promise. You have to trust that He will do what He said. That He cannot lie. He never changes. You are trusting Him, not yourself. That is what pleases Him. Not your effort, not your ability, but His strength, His spirit, His word, His power, His burning, His zeal working in us. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. It's simply not possible. This is the chapter where He's naming all of these heroes. That this is what pleased Him. It was their faith. It was their faith. It was their faith. He that comes to God must believe that he exists, he is, and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You follow like this, you go and study Bible and teach and preach, what are you going to get? We get it all. <laughs> we will not be put to shame in anything. That is our earnest expectation and hope. That's what pleases God. Whew, we've said a few things. Let's go back to Romans. And if we can read a few things in Canada, it'll be great. Let's see if we can do that. Romans, uh, the ninth chapter. And uh, let me read. Let's read from um, uh, verse 4 all the way to quite a bit of reading. Maybe verse 14. Ivalu Israel Yeru, Datukutra Srikaravu, Mahimiu, Udambadi Kegalu, Nyayaktramana Kodonavu, Devara Seveu, Agdanagalu, Ivarige, Sambanda Pattavugalu. Pitrugalu, Ivarige, Sambanda Pattavare, Sharira Sambanda Vagi, Kristanu, Ivarindale, Bandanu, Athanu Eladara Mele, Iruvatan Agidu, Nirantara Kus, Tuti, Vundataka, Devaragidane, Amen. Devara Matu Niratta Kavaitentella, Yakandare Israel Yerige, Sambanda Pattava Rellaru Israel Yerella. Illawe Avaru Abrahamana Santaki Avarada Karana Avarellaru Makkadella, Adare Isakanali Nina Santaki Karel Paduadu Embade. Andare Sharira Sambanda Vada Makkadu Devara Makkadella, Adare Vagdana the Makkade Athana Santaki Indu Inisal Patidare. ಇವಾಗ್ದಾನದ Kiriavanu Kiriavanige Save Maduvanu Yendu Akege Hedal Patide. Idakanusara, Nanu Yakovananu Pritisidenu Matu Esavananu Hage Madidenu Yendu Bareel Patide. Hagadare Navu Enu Herona, Devarali Aniti Unto, Hage Indigu Illa. Praise God. I wonder if we did uh, Matthew three nine in Canada. We did? Praise God. 
So you can see there that it's not a natural kind of family uh, or background or nation that he's talking about. He's talking about those who trusted his mercy, not themselves, not their ability, not their strength, not their ability to please God, but rather to trust his promise, trust his word, put faith in Jesus that made us sons and makes us benefactors. Enjoy the benefits of the promises and covenants of God. Hallelujah. Let's worship him. Let's thank him. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what Jesus has done in making us his own special ones, his chosen family. That today the call goes out to all humanity again. Come to me, come to me, come to me. All of you who labor and are heavy laden, I have given my life for you. I have paid the price for you. You don't have to struggle about it. I am the Father of mercies. I am the God of all comfort. Accept Jesus. Accept the sons and his sacrifice. He has paid for all humanity. He made of one blood all nations in all the world. Father, we give you thanks. And your word will not be hindered. Your word is going out there, covering the nations, doing a quick work, Father, that before you come, Lord Jesus, multitudes would have called upon your name in simple childlike faith. Thank you, Lord, and become sons of God. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We give you praise. We give you thanks that all fear has to disappear. All worry has to fall away because our God cannot lie and he never changes. We worship you, Father. We give you thanks. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, team. Thank you all. You are blessed. If you'd like to give, you can. It's a wonderful time. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for seed time and harvest will not cease as long as the earth remains. We're expecting. Angels, go. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory.